we've been joined by Reese and Nath from the Estonian Football Podcast. Uh, just to have a quick look at Flora Tallinn before their upcoming game with Ghent. Nath and Reese, welcome to the Belgian Football Podcast. I guess the first question I have for you guys is when I saw that there was an Estonian Football Podcast, I was like, wow, like we're a niche podcast covering Belgian football, but this is even niche. So how did two guys from England end up starting an Estonian Football Podcast? Basically, we, we visited Tallinn in December 2018, I think it was. At a day, just walking around, around Tallinn, being a tourist, as you do. And then one evening, we just said, oh, should we have a wonder looking at all the football stadiums? Saw the little ones, you know, Talina Kalev's little one and, and all that. And then we ended up at the Alakok Arena, the, the national stadium in Flora's home stadium. And in their little club shop, they had a display of all the 10 football teams in, in the top flight. And we asked a question to the guy in the shop saying, oh, wow, you know, is, is this for sale and all that? I said, no, it's just a display of the teams. Brought some Flora Tallinn gear, Talina Kalev gear. Came home and we kind of just, you know, check flash score. There's, you know, some Estonian football on today and just check it. And then it got to a point where we're literally checking it all the time who's playing today and, and it got to about April this year and we said oh should we should we just cover it we, we now do spreadsheets on it we've got detailed spreadsheets of um, you know minutes played from every player that's played this season goals assists we obviously we do the podcast we've got the Twitter page we've got some connections with some clubs out there uh, we've got some Estonians out there as well that keep messaging us saying when you're coming out it's become quite surreal really no that's amazing they're definitely kind of I think I started following you guys and you had like I think it was like a hundred followers or something and now you've really like pushed that on into like 600 on the at least or something even more than that on your Twitter page and kind of like all the other stuff that you've covered from that league and stuff like every single week kind of giving myself a little update on Estonian football so let, let's talk about Flora then so as people may or may not know they are obviously the first team to make a European competition from Estonia like how big is this for Estonian football and do you guys think it's a sign of improving standards within Estonian football since you've started to follow it or do you think it's more a result of this introduction of the conference league opening up to more teams like do you think it's a bit of both do you think it's one or the other I think it's huge the league only became fully professional in 2020 so I think you're seeing that now even because the conference league is for say the smaller teams they gave it I think they were very unlucky not to get into the Europa League as well they gave the teams there a really good really good game yeah the league only went fully professional in 2020 and you could see it prior to that the teams that were coming up to the Premier League they when they were coming up against teams like Flora they were getting beat 12, 13, 14 nil you don't really see that anymore in the league you still get some you know there's still 5, 6, 7 nils every now and then but the good old days where you watch a game just to see someone get a battering doesn't really happen anymore in the league which is good you've got Estonian internationals that are playing for mid-table teams in the league which is something I'd say you wouldn't necessarily see a few years ago as well so yeah there's definitely more competition you see it this year in the league Flora okay they've got like four games in hand but they're currently sat third like 15 I think it's 15 points off top spot so the competitiveness is definitely there oh, that's really interesting and you mentioned about the internationals I saw uh, Ragnar Klavan actually went back didn't he kind of what's the impact of that been on the league in terms of kind of I guess awareness of it and how how kind of big is that for Estonian football to have a player like Clavin who's played for Liverpool he's played for top teams in Italy as well like come back to the domestic league well you see it um, there's a Twitter account on the other team he plays or Pida it's an unofficial account but they tweeted about Clavin signing for them and 
I think now they've got something ridiculous, like 10,000 followers from mainly Liverpool fans. So the exposure's there now and that uh, Pider account, they tweet all the time about the league also. So it's definitely building. People are seeing now that it's not just some kind of, well, many people, they haven't really heard of Estonia. I'm glad it's actually getting put out there now. For someone of the stature of Klavan, he does a lot for, he's the club president of Talina Kalev as well. So he does a lot with like the youth side of football there too. Yeah, it's huge and it can only get better if he's going back to play there hopefully some other not necessarily Estonians but players that used to play in obviously he's only going back there because it's his home country but if he's going out to play there why not other maybe not world class but players just to give it a go just to boost the league a bit yeah no definitely I think kind of the Baltic area as well we've seen in Belgium especially um Ghent just signed the striker from uh Riga who yeah Ghent fans listening will probably be like oh don't remind us about that because it was a bizarre signing like yours reminded me uh Terra Moffi did quite well in the Baltic uh, leagues and he's come over and now he's moved on to France so I think yeah like you said having players of the stature of Clavon and then having youngsters coming through as well like it's just such a good blend before we talk more about kind of what Ghent fans should expect from Floor in terms of players and like formations and stuff how have they been doing domestically in, in the league so far this year it's, it's it's hard to judge a team like Floor you know they are the best team in the league I feel like domestically they have been hampered by the European competition I did make a bold prediction that they would go undefeated this season which came to a shock end they lost to Kuro-Rosara a few weeks back 1-0 who tend to battle relegation they're always in the relegation playoff so what tends to happen is Flora will rotate their squad after a European game you know full strength in Europe and then if they're playing a lesser team they will rotate with some of the younger players fringe players yeah but like Reese said they're currently sat in third you said it's 15 points it's actually 12 points behind with three games in hand on Lavadia Tallinn who are top of the league who are just flying but they're, they're playing well it, they've really got set team a set spine and it's it is exciting the team's been around together for such a long time the Estonia team when they played against Northern Ireland in the friendly they had numerous flora players they did against Belgium as well numerous flora players in the team so that's where the quality is in that flora team but yeah they, they'd be disappointed that they didn't go undefeated I think there's still obviously a long way to go a few lapses in concentration in a few games they were 3-0 up against Pida earlier on in the season end up drawing three all with three late goals but yeah they're brilliant they're good to watch I love watching them decent players decent spine that's really interesting and um let, yeah let's kind of talk a little bit more about them then I guess and let's go more into those players and I guess yeah if Belgian and Ghent fans who are watching that game will probably recognize a couple of players when Ghent come to play them but yeah so who who should we be looking out for I know that is it Sapanen scored a lot of goals during this qualifying campaign so I'm quite excited to see him what other kind of young players should we look out for on you said they have an exciting kind of style of football. Like, how would you describe it in more detail, I guess? Yeah, as you said, Sapanen, he's he's the goal scorer. He's scored 14 goals this season in the league. And he's also, every time Flora has scored this season in Europe, he's scored. It's just two games which Flora didn't score. Like I mentioned before, the spine of the team, you've got Matt Vai uh, Egonen in goal, a decent goalkeeper. He played against Northern Ireland in the friendly for Estonia. You've got Martin Kusk at centre-back. He's a real leader of the team. He'll captain the team when Vasiev isn't playing. He also does that for Estonia too. And then you go into Konstantin Vasilev, 37 years old. Real, real leader. He just doesn't look like he ever stops. The game is played at his kind of pace. He can pass, he can tackle. He's, he's got it all. And like you say, up front, Rauno Sapanen, that is the main spine of the team. The, the front three tends to say the same with uh, Henrik Oyama 
and uh, Sergi Zenyov, and then you've got the midfield three, which which tends to rotate with uh, Marcus Poom, son of um, former Derby County goalkeeper uh, Martin Poom, and then you've got Marcus Sumitz, who tapped into the Estonia under-21s today. And then the back four normally stays the same as well. You've got Lilander at right back, who is very, very fast. He links up well with Oyama down the right. Martin Kusk at centre-back, we mentioned before. Uh, and then the centre-back, you probably go with Henrik Perg. And then left-back will be Luca who made his Estonia debut against Northern Ireland recently as well. Yeah, I'd probably back that up. Like the, the spine is Sapanen, Vasalev, Kusk, Igonen. Kusk has become like the centre-back, the real, as if like the second in command to Vasilev. The only thing I say about him is that when they played Belgium in the World Cup qualifying just gone, he did get bullied, uh, Kusk, by Lukaku. But a lot of players do get bullied by Lukaku. So I'm not sure if there's something, I'm not sure if there's something to look that deep into, but he did struggle a lot in that game. But yeah, the, the spine is, you know, Sapanen eight goals in eight games in European qualifying. He, he doesn't stop running. He'll just chase after every single ball. And then you've got Vasilev who'll control the pace of the game. If he wants to speed it up, he'll speed it up. If he wants to slow it down so Flora can get their shape back or whatever, that's what he'll do. And then he'll just turn a switch and then they'll start a counter-attack just like that. And then, yeah, Egonen in goal. It's really solid goalies. Had a stint in Norway a few years ago, back in Estonia now. And then, yeah, the rest of the team, you know, Oyama, you, he's got experience of playing in England. Zenyov had a stint in England as well with Blackpool. And then, yeah, so they've got a really experienced team and the fact that they're together they've been together now for like bar a few signings for about two years yeah they're really excited it's really exciting if you're a Flora fan right now I'd say yeah I'd like to add that about the head coach Jürgen Hen 34 years old he's been in and around Flora for years since about 2012 being assistant manager managing the under 21s caretaker manager rotating that until eventually being appointed full-time manager in 2018 and his record I know Flora are the best team but his record is just outstanding he's got 94 wins in 125 matches which is in, in any league that's just incredible yeah that's that's a mental statistic <laughs> and that shows I guess they have that kind of winning mentality don't they and if you say that you guys are saying that to get they've been together for two years like the squad's been built up yeah on Lukaku I think yeah he, he buddies anyone doesn't he in the league I can't I can't I don't think of many centre-backs that have pushed him around I think Pepe did it to once in the Euros like pushed him over and that was the last time he did that I think he then just got battered by him the next time so yeah I don't think Ghent have the kind of have a Lukaku so you can definitely kind of be safe safe there from what you guys are saying and kind of I guess from what I've seen because I've like followed your podcast and your page and kind of watched out for Flora during the qualification campaign for the Champions League Europa League as well what are kind of their expectations going into the group stages because I think from outside looking in people see Ghent and Partizan and probably decide that those two are the favourites but Flora obviously they did well against Legia Vasa they really pushed Ammonia Nicosia who then pushed Antwerp so what are their expectations and kind of what are your guys expectations I guess for them I think being the first Estonian team to qualify for a European competition I hope they don't settle for that as that's being like the pinnacle I think they do have the quality to to get out of the group is going to be difficult but I'd done a poll on Twitter this morning where I said realistically what do you think Flora would do and ma- majority of people did say third or fourth I think especially playing in Tallinn I reckon they can definitely pick up some results and playing Ghent first at home is perfect for them because where they've got games in hand to p- catch up in the league playing Ghent first who's probably the toughest team in the group getting them out of the way especially at home they can they can get a result then and and then they're 
fixture congestion comes towards the end of the group. So they may struggle in that sense, but I'd be surprised and not surprised at the same time if they did manage to get out of the group. I'll add to that with, it all depends on how much they'd want to sacrifice the league. Like I said earlier on, the, the form kind of has tailed off a bit because of the European competition. And, you know, like Reese just said, fixture congestion and all that. But it, it shouldn't be a problem. Their, their second squad, so to speak, that they play against the weak teams is good enough to beat the lower teams to beat I'd say to give the teams you know like Pida, Nomakau, you the teams that are average teams a game so it shouldn't be too much of a problem for them we did speak to Stel from uh, the No Choftis podcast he is a Omania fan and I asked him I sent him a text when the draw was made saying what to expect from Famagusta and he said he reckoned Flora would do them at home so there's there's the positive there yeah and, and I agree I think I think Flora would beat Famagusta at home I think we'll give Partizan a game at home. Ghent might have to be a write-off, but I still think they can give them a good game. It's the away games that will cause concern, especially you know in Serbia with Partizan, hostile crowds. Yeah, hostile in Serbia. Uh, the same in Cyprus. <laughs> the, the crowds in Cyprus are mental. I'm not sure what they're like in Belgium. Get a few beers down them, and yeah, we'll see what happens there. I think I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't predict the Ghent game to be a write-off, lads. Just just to let you know the way the way they're inconsistent this year. Like yeah, they did just beat Club Brugge six one previously at the time of recording but they really struggled against Riga they really really struggled to beat them they finally got to get through against Rakov but again like yeah they're very inconsistent so I think I think away from home like you guys say I think Flora at home should be an interesting and yeah like you said first up I think it'd be a really good one to watch that's for sure let's kind of talk a little bit more about the Estonian League I guess and the way you guys cover it so for people who are interested in getting more into the Estonian League how do you how do you follow it so you can watch the games on YouTube there's two main channels so soccer net and then there's premium league premium league one they obviously only show games from the top division and it varies how often they put a game up you get usually one on the saturday and then maybe you'll get one on the sunday sometimes you'll get the full fixture list soccer net usually show games for you can get the lower the second division the s league they'll usually put a game up on there there's certain teams in the premium league teams don't really do it but the s league teams there's three or four I think that show their games for a, a stream so if you're interested in the lower leagues of Estonia that's perfect for that or if you get, can get you don't need a VPN to their main channel ETV2 you can just tune in and watch them there but we have noticed when they're showing so for example European games you will need a VPN so that's for us I'm not sure if it's the same for, for everyone yeah when there's a big game it seems you need a VPN when there's just a random game on you won't need one also there is a there is an app called SD Yark so just Estonian football and yeah that's got all the leagues right down to I think the fifth division and yeah so you can get some stats goal scorers and results from there it will tell you the games that are being on soccer net it will tell you the games that are on YouTube so um, yeah the, to find out the rest of the news it's actually surprisingly difficult it's hard to find news about Estonia in England yeah there is the soccer net website obviously where we work full time as well it's really difficult sometimes to keep up with what's happening but that seems the best source to get any news about what's going on nice no that's great I can imagine there will be some people out there who would love to dive 
dive into the wild and wacky world of fifth division Estonian football. <laughs> That's for sure. Last question before we go. Obviously, like this is such a historic moment for Estonian football, but do you guys think this is the start of more teams qualifying for the Conference League? Are there any teams now in the league that you're looking at thinking, yeah, actually, next year you could have maybe two teams in the Conference League or maybe even Flora make the Europa League? Do you think it is kind of the progression started and we're just going to see more of it? And I guess another question is, at the national level for the national team, do you think the standard's also improving there and we should see a little bit more of Estonia competing with some teams in the, on the international stage? Yeah, definitely. I think Lavadia Tallinn would definitely give it a go. Um, I, I believe they've scrapped the Champions League qualification now in Estonia. It's now just Europa League and Conference League. Obviously, Flora had that break of Champions League, dropped down to Europa, then into into the conference so it might be a bit more difficult through the qualification that way but I definitely see Lavadia Talon giving it a go Flora Talon obviously I don't think Pida are good enough they, they were in the um, Europa League they played Schlaskrocker of Poland they, they gave them a good go um, but they're too inconsistent in the league to, to I think really challenge as far as the national team goes definitely they have got a new head coach a Swiss guy Haberli he's mainly been in charge officially since about March time due to a COVID restrictions and quarantine. Before he took charge, they did lose to Belarus 4-2, the Czech Republic 6-2. Since he's actually been there, they won the Baltic Cup for the first time in, I think it was like 84 years. They had a historic win against Finland, kept the clean sheet in that. Obviously, they, they played very well against Belgium. They've done very well. They did lose to Northern Ireland in the friendly, but it was to like a 35-yard screamer, so you can't really argue that. Yeah, and he's got them playing and very very well it seems like there's a big togetherness we're off actually to the Wales Estonia game tomorrow evening and, and I think Estonia can do them I, I, I do think I'd love to see that <laughs> yeah I, I honestly I don't think you know I'm not expecting 5-6-0 but I think Estonia can easily nick a 1-0 or 2-1 something like that they, they are definitely getting better oh, that's really interesting yeah I think if they could do Wales that would help Belgium out as well and every Englishman would probably love to see <laughs> Wales lose to a side like Estonia <laughs> anyway guys thank you so much for joining us for this little rundown if you guys are interested in finding out more about Estonian football definitely check uh, recent names podcast out the Estonian football podcast and definitely check them out on Twitter as well they are super active on there you find loads and loads of interesting stuff they'll keep you updated with everything that's going on in Estonian football uh, but yeah once again Nathan Reese, thank you so much for giving us the lowdown on Flora Talent no worries yeah. thanks for having us you're welcome thank you